What's up, everybody? It's your girl, DJ Shard Dangerous. And it's your boy, DJ Big Bopper. You are listening to Wave of the Planet. So uh, what, what do we got this week, Bob? Well, we actually had a lot going on over this weekend. Uh, starting out, Vegas, number one thing that we go on is Scorpion and Drake. Uh, it's going to be a lot of that today. Uh, we're going to be covering Corey C. Murder Miller. Just got out of jail. We'll be covering some of that. Um, then we also have thing about Best Buy, um, Smash Mouth, and Jay-Z and Beyonce. So let's get into it. Let's uh, start off with our song of the week, Bob. My song of the week is going to have to be, um, if you've ever watched the uh, Black Panther, it's in the trailers. It's Bag Back by Vince Staples. The beat is phenomenal, and I'm just entranced throughout the entire song, and I enjoy it a lot. But you, DJ Shaw Dangerous? Well, so my 21st birthday was yesterday. Um, nothing, nothing too crazy. Went to Fuzzy's, had a mark, whatever. But, um... Now, I, it's it's summertime. It's officially July. And so I think mine's going to be Corona and Lime by Swayze. Okay. Do you remember that song? Sure. Baby, will you be mine? Anyways, it's it's a good song. Go look go look it up. Go listen to it. Um, so let's get into, uh, before we get into Scorpion, I've listened to the album. Bop has not. So essentially, I'm going to be triviaing him the whole time, and he's going to be giving me stats about it, and you know. See, that is not completely correct. What I thought was, I thought I was listening to the full album. Apparently, I was listening to side A only. So I, like, I did listen to it, just I didn't know there was two albums. I texted him this weekend, and I was like, hey, just give the album a listen. Like, come up with some notes, like, you know. And he was like, all right. And then, like, he he was like, it was only like 36 minutes long. And I was like, No. It was like an hour and a half. But on my YouTube history, it shows. I, I listened to the entire thing. I was like, I did. Yeah, I'm I pretty did. sure it was probably just side A, but it just said the whole thing. So he's he's not he's not in the doghouse for that. But So what do we got about uh, the Carters? So Beyonce and Jay-Z's On the Run tour hit a major hitch over the weekend, won the moving stage malfunction, leaving the pair stuck in the middle of its runway. This moment, which came during June 30th show in Warsaw, Poland. So this stage is like a big part of their show, right? And um, so it involves the couple performing in high above the crowd from a runway that just juts from the main stage. And apparently there's footage that shows that the hitch uh, got stuck and it ended up interrupting the cover of Ed Sheeran's Perfect and led to the show ending early. And Beyonce was actually forced to cl- climb down a ladder just to make her exit. Dang. Well, you know she did it gracefully, though. Of course, always. That's Queen B. Yeah, when he was telling me about that, I was like... A ladder? They well, got her a ladder? Well, specifically, she thought that they she actually fell off, which would have been much worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank, thank God she didn't fall. Another thing is we have the C-Murder trial, and he actually got released two days ago. And if you don't know C-Murder, he got put away about, I believe, 16 years ago or so. Um, he got sent away for supposedly shooting and killing one of his fans outside of a nightclub. And in the story that the person that said that he shot and killed him ended up recanting his statement Tuesday, June 26, swearing that he lied when he testified that the rapper shot and killed a teenage fan 16 years ago at the Harvey nightclub. So with Kenneth Jordan recanting, Miller asked for a judge to throw out the murder convention. He said that I know that the individual who I saw shoot the gun was not Corey Miller. So um, this gentleman basically lied on the stand saying that he did do it. However, he was saying that um, he was put under pressure by the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office, detectives and prosecutors um, by forcing Jordan to make false statements by threatening him with criminal charges in another matter. Apparently, like, his um, his baby got died, and apparently it was kind of his fault, so they were, to get him out of jail time, he basically lied saying that C-Murder killed this gentleman oh, so. Wow. so he was trying to save his butt mm-hmm. a bit. so the um so apparently the parish sheriff's office forced him to make this well this is what he's saying he's saying it's that they forced him to make this um lie that put him away for 16 years and c murder and his family actually handling the situation very well they say no bad will tilled towards him and they're just happy that he's out and happy that he's safe so yeah, I mean, that's good. I'm glad he got out. Um, it's sad about his baby, but... See, because he ended up lying under oath, and he said, claims that it's because of the 
cops that he ended up doing that. So I'm curious to see if anything else comes from this or if it's just all going to be thrown out or is is he going to get sent to jail yeah. because of that. So Yeah, I don't think that story's over. I think there there'll be more to it coming out. Be interesting. I'll I'll keep an I'll keep an eye and see what keep we have. Keep us updated. <laughs> all right, so now to Scorpion. I I listened to the album, right, and I don't want to be one of those who feels like they have to go into depth about every song, but I'm going to. Um, not super in-depth, but I did, like, write down, like, copy and paste some lyrics that, like, whoa. So, um, and Bop has listened to a couple of the songs, so he'll know some of what I'm talking about, some of it he won't. And he's got some, like, I told him, I said, I don't want to know numbers. I want to guess, like, he'll probably know what song has been streamed the most or whatever. I want to guess what song mm-hmm. it is. So, um, first, the first song off the album is called Survival. So, Survival is basically the intro. It's, a good, like, I dig the vibe. I dig the, the song. It kind of, he mentions God's plan in it. So, it's kind of just, like, a good preview into how the album's going to go. Now, Nonstop, uh, that's a good one. Uh, that's number two. It's got Migos in it. And some of the lyrics I took from it are, I just took it left like I'm ambidex. I moved through London with the Eurostep, got a sneaker deal, and I didn't even break a sweat. Catch me because I'm going out of there. I'm gone. How I go from 6 to 23 like I'm LeBron. So to break that down, I just took it left like I'm ambidex, ambidextrous. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved through London with the Eurostep. That's a move in basketball. Got a sneaker deal, and I ain't break a sweat. Is that where uh, he is with Adidas, right? Oh, I don't want him to be with Adidas because I'm such a Nike girl. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what he's referencing. Um, got a sneaker deal and I didn't break it. So he doesn't play sports. Uh, but yeah, you know. Um, and then catch me because I'm going out of there. I'm gone. How I go from 6 to 23 like I'm LeBron. So I don't I don't know what that is in reference to. Um Maybe money. I mean, I'm assuming it might be because, I mean, LeBron has his own shoes. Maybe we're talking something about the shoes. Maybe so. That could be it. Something like that. Oh, Um, we're going to talk about LeBron later, too. That's a story. mm. But And then another line. This is later on in the song, but it just caught me. Bill's so big, I call him Williams for real. (laughs) Like, I I just thought it was funny. But so anyways, um, then the next song is Elevate. And this song, he basically um, is dedicating his success to God and thanks him for helping him to avoid the trappings of Satan. So he's kind of just like thanking God for keeping him to, you know, stay true to himself and avoid going off and, you know, doing all this other stuff. And so number four, um, I had a lot of lyrics about that one, too. Um, Mariah Carey is in the beginning of this song. She does the vocals in the beginning of this song. He's got so many features on this album. I've already named Migos. This is number four. This is song number four, and Mariah Carey's in this one. Um, but she does the vocals in the beginning. And then this is going to be, like, these lyrics that I pulled out are going to be Instagram captions for or Twitter posts all summer. Just like, I only love my bed and my mama. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Which exactly. Is like, all year since that, yeah. since that God's Plans came out. I've exactly. Nonstop in the club. Yeah. So, and it, but it, I like it because it tells a story. Mm-hmm. It says, I know a girl whose one goal was to visit Rome. Then she finally got to Rome. And all she did was post pictures for people at home. Because all that mattered was impressing everybody she's known. I know another girl that's crying out for help. But her latest caption is, leave me alone. I know a girl happily married till she puts down her phone. I know a girl that saves pictures from places she's flown. To post later and make it look like she's still on the go. Look at the way we live. I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid mm-hmm. we we talked about that last week me and bob talked about how i don't think that drake was doing this intentionally he wasn't intentionally being a deadbeat dad you know he i think he was trying to keep you know yeah well like we had said we thought that he was sheltering his kid he i mean he didn't want his kid to be in the spotlight he didn't want him to have to deal with all those things he just wanted him to have a normal life you know be a kid and just exactly live his life without having to worry about the paparazzi press or whomever just because oh you're drake's son kind of thing exactly so then um from empty souls who just wake up and look to debate until you're staring at your seed you can never relate breaking news in my life i don't run to the blogs the only ones i want to tell are the ones i can call they always ask why let the story run if it's false you know a wise man's once said nothing at all 
I'm exhausted and drained. I can't even pretend. All these people taking miles when you give them an inch. All these followers, but who gonna follow me to the end? I guess I'll make it to the end and I'm gonna find out then. So, um, obviously, you know, he's referencing um, culture nowadays mm-hmm. that people are all, you know, they do, they're all online, but, you know, not in real, not just say something online, but not mean it. Right. Or not, you know, follow through in real life. And so uh, that was number four. And the number five is God's plan. Um, I literally wrote for the bullet points, banger. <laughs> Thanks, God's for his blessings. So, yeah, that's just a good, you know, that one's already been released. That's just a good, upbeat song. And he's pretty much thanking God for the blessings. Again, he doesn't mention Satan in this one, but he's, like, thanking God for his blessings. And, you know, he can do it on his own. And that's the one that he got the big old tax write-off in, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's what people are like, oh, he's such a good, charitable person, which he is. But, oh, he definitely got a big tax write-off for doing that, But um, for that video. But then, number six is I'm Upset. <laughs> which we all know is one of your favorites because you love Degrassi. Yeah, I, I put hype. <laughs> and then I put Degrassi. Yeah, honestly, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought it, I mean, I already heard it, so it was, you know, nothing new to listen to. But, you know, I still like the song. I still think it's pretty hype. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it is, you know, referencing Pusha T a little bit. 50,000 on my head is a disrespect. So, you know. Um, but, yeah, I liked it. I'm upset. I didn't really have too many notes about it because, you know, mm-hmm. been there, done that, heard it. Um, 8 out of 10 is number 7. And this is with Post Malone. And so I, um, and he does have a little bit at Pusha T in this song. So the outro of this song um, is from a sample of a Plies video. And he's like, I can't argue with that. And that was a meme. Mm-hmm. So, you know. But then um, he does have a section in the song, Drake, where he says, the only dead beats is whatever beats I rap into. And the production is still the best, though. It's only good in my city because I said so. And so uh, Pusha T on his uh this track he called Drake a deadbeat. So mm-hmm. you got a little bit of a shot at him. Well, so. based off of this is new albums still taking some shots at Pusha T. Do you think Pusha T is going to send anything back or? So, I mean, I don't know. He might he might respond. We'll see. I think I read some reports where he's just been real silent, like hasn't said anything about it. So I don't know if he's going to come back, but uh, we'll see. Um, so then, uh, yeah, but that song has Post Malone and it's pretty good. Um, number eight is Mob Ties and that's with uh, Travis Scott and Ty Dolla Sign. Uh, the lyrics I took out of that was, I'm not with the rah-rah, I'm a da-da. <laughs> My rock Chanel, you're in Prada. Yeah, and they shook. Please don't let them fool you. I don't care how they look. Heard of all the talking, now it's quiet, now it's shush. 29 is coming, they on edge when I cook. Lead the league in scoring, but look at my assists. Yes, I be with future, but I like to reminisce. Ooh. I do not forget a thing. I'm patient. It's a gift. Try to tell them they ain't got to do it. They insist. They insist. So, basically, she she's in, your girl's in Chanel. Mine's in Prada. You know, he's talking about how he's got money. Um, he's about to turn 29. And then he said, lead the league in scoring, man, but look at my assist. So, basically, I think he's kind of, like, attributing everybody that he works with, like, you know, I, I'm doing really good in the rap game, but I'm getting a lot of help. Maybe that's why he has all these features in Maybe this so. because he's like showing off all these people that he's made music with, has made it who he is and gotten where he is now. Yeah, I think so. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so that was the kind of the first third of it. Let's go into some other stories real quick, just so it's not super scorpion heavy in the center. What <laughs> All else? Right. What else? What other news you got for we're us? We're gonna Bobby? go off. I know we were talking about Weezer the other day about our little bit <laughs> of our our uh, meme bands. Um, we got our probably the number one memed song would be All Star by Smash Mouth. Yeah. And um, actually, this Saturday, the '90s era skate punk band Smash Mouth are reliving All Star's original. Revier, along with other hits like uh, Walking on the Sun, when they released a new acoustic version of the band's 1997 debut album, Fush You Mang. So that just came out three days ago as well. Um, it's basically a, like I said, it's an acoustic version of their very first album. So it's got Walking on the Sun, um, I believe it has All Star, and then there's like two other ones that I actually know from that pretty well. I just don't remember the names of them right now. Um, so, I mean, what do you think about that? 
Um, I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I thought, so Smash Mouth is such a meme band now that I don't even, like, they could release a whole new album and it could be awesome, but I don't know if people would take it seriously. See, I think that's so, the whole reason they went back and yeah. redid this, um, that album that has All-Star on it, you know? Yeah, I, um, I haven't listened to it, but... I might give it a chance. I think, I don't know, I think it might ruin the integrity of All-Star for me because All-Star isn't just a meme song, it's Shrek. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I'll I'll definitely take a listen and uh, see how I feel about it. But I think it was a good idea for them to re-release their old music instead of putting out new stuff, that's for sure. They know what the people want and they're trying to give it to them, I understand that. Yeah, I, I agree. But we had talked a little bit last week and the week before about what platforms we kind of listen to music on. I mean, if you think about it, we started with, we had eight tracks, we had um, cassette tapes and vinyls and CDs. And vinyls are starting to come back. Downloads, um, streaming. Streaming. There's just a bunch of different ways to be listening to music. And Best Buy ended up deciding that they're going to phase out CDs starting July 1st. So they've stopped um, purchasing more CDs. I don't know if they're still selling them until they just run out or if they're just sending it to some um, discogs or something to get rid of them. But they will still be selling vinyls, which is interesting to me because I feel like CDs sell out more than vinyls. Because me personally, in my vehicle, I have a, um, a CD holder of like 50 CDs and it's full. I guess, I mean, as technology progresses, we all have auxiliary in our phones. We have auxiliary in our cars. We have most, all new cars have Bluetooth built in. So whether you can just stream it off your phone. So I guess they just decided CDs are not a viable option anymore. I know a lot of new vehicles don't even have CDs. Well, yeah. So my mom just got a new car last weekend, right? Mm -hmm. No CD player. Yeah, which is ridiculous to me. But I mean, I guess I, I guess it kind of comes the same way. I remember my the car that we had when I was a kid was a cassette player, and yeah. we had we have tons of cassette. We still have tons of cassettes. Well, see, this kind of makes me a little sad because I like buying CDs, mm-hmm. and I think see vinyls are coming back because it's like a retro thing and it's like starting to be in again. But I like. I remember when I was in, what, middle school, walking to the bus stop, I'd have my CD player. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'd listen to yeah. my CDs on I the bus. I used to have my Walkman. I understand. Yeah. Exactly. and Yeah, exactly. So then I had a radio in my room, and I would just, like, listen to it, like, now 11 every yeah. night before I fell asleep. So, like, I still buy CD. Like, when the Taylor Swift album came out last year, or was that last year? I think it was last year. I bought that on CD. And, like, I do, I do a lot of streaming, but I'm always the type of person, like, I'll stream, like, I'll Bluetooth stuff through my car, mm-hmm. like, when I'm on a road trip, but I need to have at least a couple CDs with me because I'm always listening to music, and I'm like, mm-hmm. if something happens, then I need to be able to, you know, listen to music. Yeah. And CDs are kind of, like, the most surefire way, you know, they can't scratch and stuff, but I still think that they can be consistent, so. Well, I still remember when I was a kid, and I was... And I would be like mowing yards, getting money, and then I would walk down to the CD store and buy me a CD. And I would put that, and I would put that, and um, I had this little boombox that I carried when I was when I was doing uh, when I was mowing lawns, and I would just be playing it. And that's a that was a big deal to me. I mean, I'm big on sound quality, so I want the least lossy platform to have my music on. Which mm-hmm. I mean, technically is. Uh, vinyl when yeah. it comes to physical, but I but streaming vinyl is... vinyl is a hassle because yeah. you have to have a record player and then that record player has to be able to hook up into another system to your speakers and it's just it's a hassle. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to streaming, you can get flack audio, which is lossless and it's the perfect rendition of that song. So, um, I like I said, I have well over 50 CDs in my car, but then I also have like 3,000 songs on my on my uh, phone. So it just depends on how, what I'm in the mood for. And like I said, my mom's new car doesn't have a CD player either. So it's very interesting to me. So I, I'm assuming that I'm going to end up having to either download all those CDs or put them onto my computer and then put them onto my phone or something, which is, I mean, it's a hassle, but I can do it. I just, yeah. I just thought it was kind of interesting because uh, I guess I was on the very end of that cassette tapes, so I never really understood the 
understood losing entire technology. Like, like think about it. We we grew up on the end of floppy disks and then cassettes. So that wasn't really a big thing. But as we phase out of CDs into our next, um, into our next technological advancement, that's kind of a, a new thing for us. I feel like. Yeah, I think that. It's kind of you, you know, they're looking to see like streaming is so popular now. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people are buying CDs anymore. I feel like they're kind of like weighing their options, trying to see like if it's what's more cost effective and phasing out CDs is what's more cost effective. But it still makes me sad. See, I don't disagree at all because, I mean, you think about it. A lot of the times when people are buying CDs, they don't buy it for the entire CD. They just buy it for one or two songs. So it's a lot easier to just throw it onto iTunes. You just buy those two songs, be done with it. Exactly. And or, it's cheaper for the uh, the labels. And it's cheaper for everybody to just put everything straight online because they don't have to. They don't have to buy all these CDs and make these CDs. They don't have to worry about shipping all these CDs everywhere. They don't got to worry about any of that. It's all online. Yeah, because what it comes down to is the rights. Mm-hmm. Like you're paying for the rights to put that on a CD versus you know, on every single CD versus paying for the rights to have it streamed. Right. So, although I do think, I don't know, it's it'll be interesting to see how sales do, only because when you buy a CD, I don't know, I don't know how they track, like, listens mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's like, you know, they don't track, like, they track downloads and streams, but... Well, um, I'm pretty sure most platforms, they, can't, they record um, every time that it is listen to they record it so every time it's streamed every time the song plays over so how do they do that with cds like do they do they they just do based off of the sales of the cds as a whole that's like um i i can't remember like going platinum you have to sell what uh 10 million i think so yeah 10 million units or something like that um so i'm assuming it's almost the similar way to like it would be like a hundred thousand streams i guess okay that makes sense I'm not sure what that conversion would be there, but it'll be interesting since they're not going to be selling CDs. How are they going to um, consider what is platinum, what is gold, you know? Yeah, that will be um, interesting to see. All right. Now we're going to jump back into Scorpion for a little bit. Um, So we left off with number eight. That was Mob Ties. Number nine is Can't Take a Joke. Um, Didn't really have too many thoughts about it. I thought it was good. It's pretty upbeat and fast. I kind of like it. Um, number 10, number 10 was really good. It's called Sandra's Rose. Um, there's a lot of references to his childhood and things like that. Um, one of the lines I wrote down because I thought it was funny is my house is full of supermodels, just like Mohammed Hadid. So that's like Gigi Hadid and Bella Hadid's dad. Um, and then every title doing numbers like I'm Miss Adele. So that's a reference, of course, to, uh, you know, Adele and her music and how well it's doing. But also, like, all of her albums are, like, usually numbers. So mm-hmm. um, I thought that was a cool reference. Um, but he makes a lot of references, basically, um, about being Sandra's Rose. <coughs> yeah, he makes a lot of references about being Sandra's Rose. Um, he has um, a, a quote in there about... A rose or something can't pick itself. I was the chosen one. Um, And so basically his mom's name is Sandra and she was a florist. Okay. So that's how all that ties in. Um, Song number 11 is Talk Up. And that one's featuring Jay-Z. And Jay-Z spits a lot of lines in this song um, referencing like his old days when he used to sell drugs. He even said, I think in the beginning, something like the Carter house smells like a kilo. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the most popular per se and most powerful line of this song is y'all killed X and let Zimmerman live streets is done. And that's coming from Jay-Z. Yeah. But I mean, it's true. Mm-hmm. So, um, so number 12 is, is there more? Um, so there's speculation. Well, I don't think it's really speculation anymore. I think he kind of confirms it. Um, he says, soon as I drop that, soon as I drop this album, I'm out of the deal. So basically meaning that I think that pretty soon, you know, his deal with cash money is going to be over. And so he'll be a free agent. And I think it'll be interesting to see what he does with that. Because I don't think that, um, I don't think that Drake's done 
rapping per se. Do you think but he's th- going to open up his own label or do you think he's just going to go to a different label? I 100% could see him opening up an OVO label. Mm-hmm. I could see him doing it because I feel like I feel like Drake's, Drake's the kind of guy who, you know, now that he's got a kid, you know, he wants to try and settle down and be kind of a family man. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like I could definitely kind of see him like stepping back and trying to just be a producer and own a label. But I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens. So number 13, Bob's going to like this song. So it's called Peak, right? Okay. And there's a bunch of different like meanings and things like that. Uh, one of the lyrics I pulled out is, Treat you like a princess, rest in heaven, Diana. Oh, so <laughs> that's how the song starts. Um, but he's using the um, he's using the term peak in the song a lot. Um, and basically, that's London slang, and it's like a serious, bad, or unfortunate situation. Um, and he's kind of talking about how talk is cheap nowadays, and um, everyone is on their phone with quick fingers, can express their opinions, but in real life, you're far less to, you know, seem tough and stuff in front of your screen. But, so at the end of this song, um, like, you know, at the end of some of his songs, he's had, like, different conversations or different, like, rapper's talk or whatever. Mm-hmm. Stuff on Dawn and some of her friends are at the end having a conversation. Okay. And so I was like, okay, I don't, it was like, way to, you know, reference, you know, double XL and... That was Bop's favorite choice. From uh, yeah, out of the uh, XXL, the stuff on Don is definitely my favorite choice. And you said this is using some of that British slang, so yeah, that kind of makes UK sense slang. that should be yeah, in there. All right. Exactly. That was, I thought that was cool that that tied together. Um, so number 14 is Summer Games, and this song features Tinashe. Um, and basically, it's kind of just like how um, they were a summer fling, but it was over before it started. Um, and then he's like using like basically talking about how social media can affect relationships and stuff like that. Um, he mentioned something about, um, I led you on, you said I led you on, but you followed me first. Mm-hmm. And then I followed your friend, you blocked me, and then blocked me from your friend's account or something like that. And so he goes into details kind of sort of about how social media can really affect relationships nowadays. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and for so, sure. Yeah. It's, I think just, I mean, you got to think of just how little drama and how much better relationships used to be before there was social media relationships that stayed together for long times because you know they didn't have to worry about this stuff but um so jaded um this is number 15 it's with ty dollar sign and he says you want to hit me up when you make it you'll try and come back when you're famous and so um this song is supposedly about georgia smith um because he says, you're old enough, but you're still a baby. And, you know, they had an alleged relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, she was 19. And so that's uh, kind of about how she was young and they weren't going to work and stuff like that. But it's a pretty good song. And then, of course, number 16 was Nice For What. I put banger. <laughs> Literally in my notes, I put banger. It's just a good, like, woman-empowering song. You know, I've heard it before, but, you know, it's a, it's a good song. It just keeps and pumps you up and stuff so well how many bangers are on this album a lot or i'm not many, kidding I mean, a how lot many songs are there 26 there's, there's like 26 25 bangers. yeah <laughs> how many albums 26 um no there's 25 songs and um it's side a and side b and i didn't um like write down which ones are part of side a and which ones are part of side b but i think that the way the album flows you can kind of just tell when it's starting to slow down a little bit so yeah see i need to i guess i need to change my streaming platform because i am only listened to side a so apparently youtube's not cutting it for me and i gotta go to spotify see, i don't stream music on youtube i don't go to i don't go to music on youtube unless i'm gonna watch a music video but now spotify is getting music videos too hmm. well, for certain songs I just like well, I I just like YouTube for the ease. I have it all yeah well yeah. that is ease I have it on my uh, it's on the computer it's on my phone and yeah. I know I can get whatever I need to watch it yeah. will be on YouTube like there's some like my Amazon Prime I have to go unlimited to listen to s- some songs and albums and I'm sure Scorpions one of those albums but YouTube yeah, I can watch whatever I want except for Scorpion I guess so yeah you're <laughs> right so part B of Scorpion okay so number seventeen is finesse. This song is the one that everyone's talking about that it was about one of the Hadids. I am going to counter argue and say that it's about Rihanna. 
They, Why do you say that? Okay, so the lyric is, I want my baby to have your eyes. I'm going against my own advice. Should I do New York? I can't decide. Fashion week is more your thing than mine. So they're like, oh, it's about one of the Hadids. Rihanna goes to New York Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. Rihanna got pretty eyes. Drake literally said that he's been in love with Rihanna since he was how old? Like in his 20s or like at the, maybe 15. He literally accepted an award and said that. And, you know, they had their whatever and mm-hmm. it just didn't work out. But I, I, I don't feel like this is about one of the Hadiths. I really feel like the song is about Rihanna. And so whatever. If I'm right, I'm right. We usually are. That's true. I mean, we're, I think we're pretty pretty good on them so far. Um, and then, so yeah, that's number 17. Number 18 is called Ratchet Happy Birthday. And it's funny, so my birthday was on Sunday, and we're on our way back. Um, me and my roommate went to a Rangers game, and we're on our way back, and I like put on a birthday playlist, and this song comes on, and I'm like, wait, what? What? And so it's like slower. Okay. It's a little bit slower, um, and it's featuring Sway Lee. But um, it's definitely about one of his exes. I don't know which one, but it's definitely about one of his exes. And it's basically, happy birthday. You shouldn't have to deal with this crap on your birthday. But it's like I said, it's a slower song. So it's kind of, it's a little bit confusing at first. But well, I noticed a lot, of the, a lot of the songs from what I've listened to, man, it was like, I started it. And he was like, man, this just doesn't sound like Drake to me. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's not... a, a lot of different slower, different kind of style. Well, see, I think it's more throwback Drake. Mm-hmm. Because like Take Care, that was a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. And so I think that um I think that he's trying to he's like getting back to his roots in oh, the God. album. Um number 19 is a collab with Nicki Minaj. And so, you know, it's a classic Nicki Minaj and Drake collab like it was good. I liked it a lot. You know, it's just them two, you know, him singing and rapping a little bit, her rapping, doing her thing. So I I appreciated that one. Um, number 20 is called Blue Tent. It features Future. So got a lot of fe- features on this album. Um, I, I'm honestly pretty sure that the song is about a stripper. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll read you the lyrics okay. and then you let me know what you think. Look who I'm blanking again. I had her on ice, but then I watched the ice get thin now that she's sink or swim. She had an attitude in the summer, but she being nice again. Double my price again. Well, see, I don't know if it would be a uh, stripper or a lady of the night, mm-hmm. but it kind of <laughs> does sound like, um, I don't know. And man, this might sound really sexist, but it sounds like it might just be like one of his side chicks, you know? I, you know, I don't think that side chicks necessarily get paid. Well, they don't get paid like in, well, I mean, they do too. They get like allowances. They get nice things like on ice. Like you sound like you're speaking from experience. No, I'm just (laughs) saying in general, like you're talking about on ice. So talking about like diamonds and stuff and like giving her like giving her nice things and I just feel like the price went up because he might have mistreated her or did whatever. I don't know. Well, see, this part makes me laugh, so. <laughs> Way this blank set up, I live like Ronaldo, but I've never been in Madrid. Whoa. She said that she work and I told her to come over and we can get right at the crib. Whoa. She finished at six, but then said she got caught in the morning to fight for her kid. <laughs> I told her I'd pray for the kid. <laughs> so, single mom. Yeah, so that one's about the, the single mom, whether she's a lady of the night, as Bob so eloquently put it, or um, a stripper, stripper, side chick, whatever, whatever she is. She um, she uh, is a single mom who's got to go to court the next morning. So <laughs> she told him no. Number 21 is called In My Feelings. And um, this one is about pretty much his first girlfriend, Keisha. So, Kiki, do you love me? Are you writing? Say you'll never leave me from beside me because I want you and I need you. And I'm always down. And I'm down for you always. KB, do you love me? Are you writing? Say you'll never leave from beside me because I want you. And I... So, this one's is about Keisha, mm-hmm. his first girlfriend. And I was like, oh, it's kind of sweet. Um, throw a reference to her. Um, number 22 is one that's been like blown up on the internet just because this song is featuring Michael Jackson. 
Michael Jackson has been dead for nine years. Well, we discussed this. I, I felt like, you know, Michael Jackson had a lot of work yeah. that he never completed. He had or a lot just of music a lot in of, the vault. Yeah, just a lot of stuff that has already been recorded, but just never like got released, never got whatever done to it. So I feel like he took just took uh, a sample of something out of out of the vault. Yeah, he did. So it was a sample from an unreleased track between Michael Jackson and Paul Inca. Okay. From 1983. But I love the memes that I've been seeing because there's like, you know, that picture of Michael Jackson when he's trying to duck and he's in that red shirt and the black pants. And I, th- I think he's holding the baby, but I'm not sure. And they're like Michael Jackson going back to heaven after leaving Drake's recording studio. God. Or there's been one and it's like, how do they get Michael Jackson on this track? And they were like, man, Joe's up there. <laughs> Joe just got there and he's already telling Michael to get back to work. <laughs> so, yeah, that one blew up on the Internet a little bit. Um I think he was just escaping his dad, to be honest. <laughs> right? I think he was. That's what he was doing in that picture, I really think. But so, <laughs> then number 23 is called After Dark. Um, I like that song a lot. I really vibed with it. Um, it's featuring Static Major and Ty Dolla Sign. I think you like it, too. Okay. Um, and then, like, one of the quotes that I took from it is just at the end of the song. And basically, um, it's the radio station that Drake grew up listening to. It's... Like, he was barely able to get it mm-hmm. um, because it was out of Buffalo. Okay. And, you know, he lived in Canada. Canada. But um, so he was able to get it just barely. And basically that's kind of how, like, he would find out about certain artists, like certain music that they wouldn't necessarily play there. Like, in this thing that, you know, came from the lyrics, it's got, you mm-hmm. know, they're talking about, Luther Vandross and uh, Shaka Khan and Trope Fantasia and Jill Scott. So, um, they're, uh, this is, he, he basically, they came out after, after the song got released, they were getting a bunch of phone calls because they, you know, put the, the, he put the phone number in there Yeah. and, um, they were getting a lot of phone calls and he's, they released a statement and said, we're now the station of choice based on calls we're getting from Australia, Germany, Italy, et cetera. And of course, the numerous calls from just about every state in America. And Drake <laughs> replied and said, the station raised us. So uh, the station is 93.7 WBLK, The Quiet Storm. See, now based off of that, I'm curious if they're going to change the number. <laughs> right. Because I know, um, well... Tommy Two Tone, they had that Jenny song. It's you know eight six seven five three zero nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. they disabled that number on any 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 area code. It's disabled. It does not work. Because or six seven eight triple nine eight two one two. Because any like yeah any of those popping <laughs> songs that come yeah. out. That oh, they're have, gonna get calls. Yeah, for sure. They're gonna so they end up pretty much disconnecting that number and getting a new phone number. So I'm curious to see if that's what's gonna happen. I I feel like they probably will. Um, you can only deal with that for so long. Yeah. But I think it was cool. I think that this album was kind of Drake paying homage mm-hmm. to a lot of stuff. So I thought it was cool that he paid uh, homage to, you know, the station that raised him, basically. Um, song number 24 was called Final Fantasy. And this song is just about sex. Oh. Yeah. It's just about. That is the Final Fantasy, right? The, well, the, yeah, he's talking about his his fantasies and sex. And um, he, uses, he keeps using the phrase slashing like Guns N' Roses on the. It's a you know a mm-hmm. play on words slash, slash like from Gun and Roses, but you know slash also means to mm-hmm. have sex. <laughs> so yeah, that song is just a little bit wild. It's just about um, his sexual fantasies and everything. And then the last song is March Fourteenth. I am gonna go super in depth on that. But before I do that, Bob, yes. can we talk about Bron Bron? <laughs> we called it last week. Yeah. Well. Unfortunately, my dreams of LeBron coming to the Houston Rockets is incorrect. I wanted it to happen. I knew it probably wouldn't happen. Like she said, he's going to be going to L.A. I'm sorry that I keep being right. I'm just (laughs) sorry, but I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry, not sorry. Like, you you knew. You just knew. Mm -hmm. Number one, okay, he signed a four-year, $154 million deal. $154 $154 million with the Lakers. So, you know, he's going to be with the Lakers for the next four years. <laughs> of course, people are burning his Cleveland jerseys again. I feel like I feel like he'll play four seasons that the Lakers come home to the Cavs and then be done. He always goes back home. Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, they're paying him $38.5 million 
a year. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's just... And people are trying to, you know, well, they're not a powerhouse right now. Well, But it doesn't matter. You don't have to be a powerhouse. Anywhere. I think that this was probably a good choice for LeBron because... They're going to because they signed a four four year deal isn't super common anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, usually they'll sign one to two, and because you know drafting and trading just is crazy nowadays. But um, a four year deal, they're essentially going to build that team around him. And it's well, not only that, you said you had the Ball family. Yeah. Oh, like- absolutely. I think that they're going. I know for sure that. Lonzo, they're going to try, and LeBron is going to shape him. Mm-hmm. And I think it is, you know, in the best interest for his career, for sure. LeBron is definitely going to shape him and make him a better player. But I know, you know, LeVar Ball wants all of his kids on the Lakers. Yeah. He wants them all playing together on the Lakers. That's what he wants. He took a 16-year-old out of school to go play in Lithuania because he wants him to play for the Lakers one day. And then that's another thing. Um, I don't know if you saw, but... LeVar Ball, you know how he made his own basketball league. Mm. Well, they um, started they a couple days ago. Too? I'm pretty sure they I'm pretty sure. I mean, he, he bought the team, and they just powerhouse, and they're just mowing down all the competition. Getting yeah, ready to... but they're not getting a lot of um, fans. They don't really have a lot of people attending the games. When I think of basketball, I don't think of Lith- Lithuania. Well, no, I mean like his junior league in the U.S. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, well... I don't really know how the, like, I know there's a lot of different things when it comes to sports. Like, I know football has the arena football, and then they also have their, like, um, semi-pro. And I just, or I guess that would be the junior league as well. And they just well, don't really think of, like, I've never personally ever seen. Well, I've never, I've always wanted to go to a G League basketball game just because I thought it would be interesting. And, like, you know, Round Rock Express, mm-hmm. that's, like, the, you know, the farm team. For the Rangers. So I think it's interesting. I, his league, I'm pretty sure, is for, I want to say, high schoolers. Okay. Who are trying to go straight into the NBA, which is another thing. I'm oh, not. Oh, so this is like a completely different platform altogether. Yeah. So this yeah. would be like there's that year round basketball. This is like a whole nother league this for is, that. Yeah. This is okay. kind of like, I guess, basically like a combine. Okay. Which I, you know, I don't know what you think about college sports and athletes going straight from, yeah, Bob played college football. We have different perspectives on this. But what do you think about kids coming straight out of high school into professional sports? Because I'm personally not a huge fan. All right. So, see, me, I played college football. And um, I have to say, coming from high school, I was the best. In my district, I was mm. just, I was the best in my area. So I had this like thought I'm 10 foot tall and bulletproof. Nobody can beat me. I'm the best because that's just kind of how I had been that yeah. entire for my, my high school career. That's, I've just always been the best in my area. Yeah. And then I come to college and I had been put on my back for the first time in my high school or like in my football career. I've never been put on my back before until I got to college. Wow. And was that humbling? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, and they, the big thing is, like, high school, I, I hardly try and practice because I didn't really need to because of the people mm. I was going against. Coming to college, I'm the worst player. <laughs> so you literally, you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the difference between being a big fish in a small pond to being mm-hmm. a small fish in a big pond. And it was definitely humbling. Um I really understood how what it meant to try 110% at all times practice like you're going to be playing your game. Um, and I wish I wish I had that humbling experience sooner because I probably would have been a lot better than I was um, because I hardly ever tried in high school. But for like a sport like football, there, I'm sure there's some people out there that are just amazing and yeah. they can do it. But you can't it's go a- from high school to football. NFL, yeah. There's playing in the NFL at the 18 year old. There's no way, yeah. Because and just the speed, any. speed, size, just everything about it. Um, I go. I watch from 
just going from high school to college, and I would go home and I'd see a high school football game. I'm like, man, they're they're all moving so slow. Yeah. Well, they are for well, for, for their move, college. They're good for, yeah. For college speed, they are slow. But it's the same as NFL. Like if if I were to be the, become the best, if if I had continued playing college football and I became the best and ended up going to the NFL, would have been right back where I started. I would have been the worst. Yeah. And there's just no way. Now there's other sports like I let's say baseball. I could see. Oh yeah. Baseball, you could easily go out of high school, go straight to the because it's not a like a you don't have to worry about getting destroyed by this three hundred eighty pound. 30-year-old man. We were at um, the Rangers game this weekend and there was literally like a couple 20 I think one of the the oldest guy on the team was the pitcher and he was like 40. Mm-hmm. But the, like the median age in baseball is young compared to everyone else because these it's, guys were like <clears throat> well, it's not early con- 20s. It's not a contact sport so yeah. you're able to take these uh, younger people that are same with soccer. Now, bas- oh, yeah. basketball is would be in between on that. Um, it really is at that point, either straight out of high school, you either got it or yeah. you still need a little bit more. Well, see, and the thing that I think is now you're going more on the like physical side, mm-hmm. which, which I definitely agree with because you're playing at a completely different level than oh, you're yeah. used to. But also me, I'm like a planner. I think ahead. So I'm like, you know, you can get what you want out of these sports but at the end of the day like me per se no i'm not an athlete Mm -hmm. but if i were an athlete i would want to do i i I hate seeing players come you know go into the ncaa and do so well and then declare for the draft after their freshman year because number one i mean i understand like your opportunities you go to college because you want to play sports but at the end of the day you're also there for an education mm-hmm. and in my oh, yeah, mind major just major in something get a degree in something because i think the smartest things that can be done like michael strahan i'm pretty sure his degree is in communications it, it, it doesn't matter what your degree and he's got a degree because mm-hmm. now he's a broadcaster yeah i just feel like there's so many more things like um Johnny Manziel, he declared. I don't. He didn't finish college. You, I um, think he declared junior year. I think it was junior year, and he's now back getting his degree. Mm. So I think that you, I don't know. To me, education is important, no matter what you do. And I'm not saying college is for everyone. Four years aren't for everyone, but I definitely believe in vocational programs, licensed programs, stuff like that. So I, I just always like want to have a backup plan. And at the end of the day, you can be an athlete who's had a successful career and all this and have all this money stashed away. But I wouldn't I personally wouldn't be satisfied, satisfied with just having a high school diploma. Me as an athlete, I do agree. Education is the number one most important thing. Um, If I had continued to play, if I never had gotten injured and I had continued playing, I don't know if I would have been good enough for the NFL. Definitely practice squad you'd like to think so right i could have easily been part of the practice squad see i was never like okay when i played i was never the biggest or the strongest or the fastest i was just always the smartest and so i was able to be just outplay my opponents it didn't mean i might not have been as strong of them i definitely wasn't as fast as them (laughs) but i was always smart so i think that's where i would be good as part of the practice squad because i'd be smart so i'd be able to kind of like help the players. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> that makes but, sense. Uh, if I was really good and I had the chance to make $10 million right out of my junior year, I probably would. But the thing is, I'd be smart with my money and I'd probably end up getting end up getting my degree anyways on online classes. But it wouldn't be in like my engineering degree that I'm in right now. I'd probably be in like general studies, you know, um, communications even, or business. Like something easy that I could do while I'm doing NFL. Mm-hmm. That way, I still do have a backup plan. Yeah, I so. definitely believe in backup plans and all that stuff. Cause the whole, re- I mean, I joined the military when I was playing football because I wanted. I was like, man, I got a full ride through football, but what if I get injured? Yeah, I want to have a backup plan. I was, so I was gonna use. I was in the Air Force Reserves, and I was gonna use that. Except I got, I ended up getting injured in the middle mm. of all of that. I didn't so. even know you were in the reserves. Mm-hmm. I was in oh. there for like three months until I got injured, and I. <laughs> 
they wouldn't well, take me after that. So they're like, all they right. They wouldn't take me. So I was like, man. So I lost my backup and my primary all at once. So that was unfortunate. Real quick to throw it back to LeBron. I'm not surprised that we're going to see him in gold and purple. I knew it was going to happen from the beginning. Um, what number do you think he's going to wear? You think he'll keep 23? Yeah. I, don't, I, I mean, once you've basically branded that number as being you, I don't see why you would ever change it. But, I mean, when he was at the Heat, he was six. I guess it all depends on what they have available and open. Yeah. Because I'm sure, I mean, your go-to number is going to be what you want. Mine's 71. If When I was in high school, that's what I wanted in college, and I had to beat out somebody else to get it. So I would always want to be 71 for the rest of my life. So I'm sure he'd probably be the same way. If he can get his number, that's what he wants. I think, honestly, I think he'll change it. And then, because I, I firmly believe he'll do four years. I think he's got five years left. I think he'll do four of them with the Lakers. And then the I think he'll try to come back. Yeah, I think he'll try to come back home to Cleveland. Um, and if that's the case, I think, I don't know what his number will be. Let's go mm-hmm. number three, number four. I don't know. I don't know. And then. All, um, I, all I know is that they'll be making a lot of money because that would mean that this is the third jersey that they would have to buy for Cleveland. Well, see, that's the thing. they've and, already burned them twice. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think. Um, Marketing, branding-wise, it'd be smartest to change his number anyways. But, you know, whatever he wants to do, good good luck in, uh, in L.A. Now back on to Scorpion. Bob saw my sheet for March 14th, and his eyes got so wide. Well, okay, so people are going, whoa, the kid was born on March 14th. Somebody even put, like, because remember he was playing, uh, I think he was playing uh, Fortnite with Ninja that day. Mm-hmm. And he was like, wow, this is what he was doing. No. The baby was born, I believe the baby was born at the end of September. It was supposed to be an October baby, mm-hmm. but it was born at the end of September. March 14th is when he found out that he was the father. So that's when he got his uh, DNA test back? Yes, that's okay. and now see, that's just what I'm thinking. But the, listen, okay, so listen to the lyrics and tell me what you think. Yesterday morning was crazy. I had to come terms to with the fact that it's not a navy, a maybe. This is stone. This is stone sealed and signed. She is not my lover like Billie Jean, but the kid is mine. Sandy used to tell me, "All it takes is one time, and all it took was one time. We only met two times, two times, and both times were nothing like the new times. Now it's rough times. I'm out here on front lines, just trying to make sure that I see him sometimes. It's breaking my spirit. Single father, I hate when I hear it." I used to challenge my parents on every album. Now I'm embarrassed to tell them I ended up as a co-parent. Always promised the family unit. I wanted to be different because I've been through it. But this is the harsh truth now. Fairy tales are saved for the bedtime stories I tell you now. I don't want you to worry about whose house you live at or who loves you more or who's not there, who did what for you got there. Now, look, I'm too proud to let that come between me and you now. Realize I got to think for two now. I got to make it. I better make it. I promise if I'm not dead, then I'm dedicated. This is the first positive DNA we ever celebrated. Mm-hmm. So that that's that's what makes me think that for sure that the baby was born on March 14th. Or, I mean, not, no, 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 that he found out the DNA results on March 14th. And I think that he wrote this song on March 15th. <laughs> Man, well, and he goes, yesterday was crazy. You know, let's see if it's got that throwaway line. It was like the first time ever been excited about a positive DNA. Yeah, exactly. And I just think it's funny. Um, he goes, Sandy used to tell me it only takes is one time, and all it took was one time. We only met two times, and now we're b- and that and both times were nothing like the new times. Um, I can't forget the looks on their faces. Got the news in Miami that we all got new ones that we raising. So Jello brings some a rosé back around for a cheers to the next generation. But the champagne toast is short-lived. I got an empty crib in my empty crib. Mm. I only met you one time, introduced you to St. Nick. I think he must have brought you like 20 gifts. So he knew for sure about the baby before Christmas. And I think, you know, that's when he met the baby. Well, a lot from what he sounds like, man, he didn't want it to be like this. He wants to have a family. He wants to. For sure. He wanted to he wanted to be a stand up. He wanted to be a dad. Mm-hmm. He wanted to get married, have a wife, then have a kid and mm-hmm. have that family unit. And he just didn't get that. And um, it seems like he's like uh, kind of how he was brought up, you know, in a split split home. And he's 
not he's kind of not he's a child happy. of divorce yeah, so he understands it happy. and he never wanted to put his kids in that situation i feel the same way that he's not happy that he's doing w- exactly what he used to like yeah talk about his mad. parents about yeah. like how how mad like you said he used to sing about that saying how he just liked that and now look at me now i'm doing the same thing so but I mean, single father i hate when i hear it i used to challenge my parents on every album now i'm embarrassed to tell him i ended up as a co-parent mm-hmm. but yeah. see drake's a good guy so i know he's gonna take care of that baby yeah for sure you know, i can see him being, be there i could see him being like a dj khaled yeah <laughs> yeah definitely you know? i think you must have brought you like 20 gifts your mother say you're growing fast so they so that they don't even really fit but man you know i still had to get it for my baby boy though you mm-hmm. know you haven't met your grandfather yet but a trip you could probably do stand-up but at the same time he's a stand-up and that's how you're going to be when it's time to man up october baby for irony's sake of course got this 11 tatted for somebody now it's yours and believe me i can't wait to get a hundred more sorry i'm vintage trying to cover ground they say that in two weeks you're supposed to come in town hopefully by the time you hear this me and your mother will have come around instead of always cutting each other down so it sounds like him and her do not have a good relationship mm-hmm. but i think that drake is the kind of guy who's like you know what we have a family together i think that we should try to be together and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out well regardless i i think that he's going to take care of them yeah regardless of whatever ends up happening from any of that man but god willing i got a good feeling you got a good spirit we'll talk more when you hear this my g so um and then not one to cry on. I'm all alone. Not one to cry on. I need shelter from the rain to ease the pain. I'm changing from boy to man. And then so it's kind of just like him like realizing because in one of his songs, he says that, you know, I thought I had seven more years of this. Yeah. So he's kind of just like realizing. I think that he got those results from the DNA test back and he realized, wow, I am a father now. So mm-hmm. I kind of got to grow up. He wanted things on his own terms. And he's realizing it doesn't always happen that way. Yeah, it's not. So, I mean, life doesn't always work out how you think it's going to work out. It does not. So, Bop has some statistics for us. Do you know what song was streamed the most? Um, while Don't I, tell me. If while you do. I do not know which one is streamed the most, mm-hmm. I know which one ha- or which are talked about the most. Okay. And I know its overall numbers. Okay. Can I say that March 14th is probably talked about one of the most? You would be incorrect. Wow. That's I nuts. It, what about uh, nonstop? Nope. Oh, my God. Is it? Please don't tell me it's I'm upset. Mm-mm. Okay, good. Um, let me see. Emotionless? Yes. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Uh, yeah, I had a whole bunch. Because that was his uh, child revealing emotionless has reported created the most conversation. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is the one. I know a girl whose one goal is to visit Rome. Then she finally got to Rome. Mm-hmm. And all she did was post pictures for people at home because all that mattered was impressing everybody she's known. I know another girl that's crying out for help, but her latest caption is leave me alone. I know a girl happily married till she puts down her phone. Mm. Whoa, that's nuts. I know a girl that saves pictures from places she's flown to post later and make it look like she's still on the go. Look at the way we live. I wasn't hiding the world. I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the world, world from, from my kid. kid. Oh, all right. I get it. Yeah. That's a good one, too. I thought it was so funny that Mariah Carey is in the beginning of that song. Well, th- just from the, those lyrics that you hit me, man, those are some bars. And yeah. man. But, okay, so we're going to talk. Um, so, I mean, Scorpi- Scorpion had already shattered Apple's music single day streaming record. It racked up. Over 170 million streams within the first 24 hours of its release. And over on Spotify, um, we had about 132 million streams of Scorpion in its first day. And um, that's insane to me. So just between the Apple and Spotify, there was 302 million streams. Jeez. And that's the first day it dropped? And that is the first 24 hours. Wow. So, I mean, you think about how many times uh, listens to the entire hour and a half double album. See, I only listened to the first half uh, <laughs> of A, I guess. Um, so, you got to think that you have this shot at the one billion streams across platforms by the end of the first week. And so that will topple Post Malone's Beer Bong and Bentley's standing record of 431 million. So, I mean, this is what, day three? Uh, yeah, it came out the 29th. 
It's day three, and it's already on four four hundred something million. Yeah, so it's gonna so top us one for be, sure. So and see, okay, here's the here's the thing, and I believe I misquoted on what a album is to go gold in the United States is five hundred thousand, platinum is one million, and diamond is ten million. Oh wow! Okay. So I was um so. I was wrong on that, so I just want to clarify upon that one real quick. And then Scorpion had already qualified for a platinum certification before it was even yeah, released. That's nuts. Because of God's plan, and I am upset. Yeah. So those had already been out, and those had so, already been streamed so much that. So between God's plan, nice for what, and I'm upset, it was already platinum before it even got released. So I mean that that alone is pretty amazing. So that's already sold a million. So and those are singles. So yeah. it's already sold a million copies of just singles. Well, that's what I was gonna say. And so like those were the singles from this album, but and I won't say like there were songs that I wasn't a super huge fan of, but I like the album. I like how it was orchestrated and like emotionless. If mm-hmm. that would have dropped as a single, yeah. Oh, that would have sold nonstop. That would have been a a really, really good single. See, but here, from everything that I've heard of these songs, I mean, they're really good. They got a lot of good lyrics. They sound really good. They get good production. For me, it's a lot of that. See, I'm from Houston, so I I hear a lot of that Southern Mm hip-hop in it. Yeah. And I dig it. I enjoy it. It sounds like that older Southern hip-hop that I I remember, that I reminisce growing up with. And I really enjoy that. But here's the thing. So... In the first 24 hours of it being dropped, there had been over three, three million treat, tweets about it. Mm-hmm. So um, they have a lot more to say about the al- album's B side. It's generated three times more tweets than the A side. However, the album's most talked about song comes from the A side, as Drake's child revealing emotionless as. We'll see. And what I think is. What I think is that he was trying to, I think that this was going to be the one, if if Pusha T hadn't have said anything about him having a kid, this that would have been out. the song. Yes, I, this is this is what he was setting everything up for. And I, I feel so bad that it was just, you know, ruined for him. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he was setting it up. He was setting up this album. For his kid. For his kid, because it is kind of a love letter to him. Well, that's all I'm saying. It. There was that March. One. March 14th is for him. I was about to say because at the end of March 14th, he goes, "God willing, I got a good feeling. You, you got a good spirit. We'll talk more when you hear this, my G." Yeah, that's this him album talking to his kid. Yeah, I don't know if this album per se, like all of it, is particularly for him because there are definitely some songs that you're like, "Whoa." I well, no, it's. I think it's a lot this, about like. This, what he's going through, yeah. what his life is, like how he's at, where he's come to, how he's come to where he's at and exactly. what is going on and how he feels about it. Exactly. Um, but I definitely, I like that the way, the way he says it though, I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know if he, I feel like he wrote this kind of after um, the push a T thing happened and it was kind of like a, well, it said the album's most talked about song, which comes from the A side, mm-hmm. is emotionless, and it's um, then followed by "In My Feelings," okay. eight out of ten, okay. "Jaded," and "How You Feel." So those are like the top five most talked about tracks. Um, so I do not know which is the most streamed. I'm assuming it would probably be "Emotionless", emotionless. as well, just yeah. because of if, if it's being talked about a lot, people are going to end up they're listening know, to listening it. to it. So. I mean, he's on the way to smash the standing record of 431 million um, plays on cross-platforms in his first week. So he's got a shot at the 1 billion. That'll be really interesting. I think he's going to hit that 1 billion. Mark. I think so, too, because it's been, what we, what we say, three days? Mm-hmm. And he's I mean, at four. He's he's getting more than a billion or more than a million, you gotta 100 think million every week. He had so. 302 million in the first 24 hours. That's crazy. And it's still getting listened to. I know I'm going to keep streaming it, so. And, I mean, this is, like I said, only day three. And, actually, I think the numbers I was looking at was day two, not day three, I think. Well, then, it, absolutely he's going to smash that. Because they, they every day, they every night is when they do their numbers. Yeah, so, I don't do. think, so I don't think we have it for today itself. I think we're going off of yesterday's numbers. And it's Monday, so mm-hmm. we're 
Um, you guys will hear this on Wednesday, but this is from Monday, so that's right. the numbers Since will be even bigger. Fourth of July. It's Fourth of July. I'm popped up fireworks. Where the police at? I don't see the police. There they go. <laughs> Since it is going to be 4th of July, our studio is going to be closed down since we are a um, student radio. So we're recording on Monday, so if there's any confusion, I apologize about that. If um, our numbers are a little off, then they're probably way behind, but that's okay. Yeah, just know if you're listening to now, and it's already at a billion. Um, it was at 400 million as and of Monday. we called it. And what would happen? <laughs> I, God, we, we say that we're right so much, Bob, but we just are, you, you know? know? Yeah, actually, we've been right about just about every single thing that we have. I think we're three for four out of our predictions. Are we? Well, yeah. what were we wrong about? Um, we were wrong about, I don't, I just remember, uh, was I wrong about something? I just remember we were, there was one thing that we were incorrect about and the rest we were just waiting on. Mm. And we ended up being right on the other one. So 75%, that's still passing. I can oh, yeah. agree with that. Yeah, we'll take it. Um, okay, so if we're since we're so good at chanting and predictions and everything, World Cup. World Cup. Who do you um, think? I wanted Germany, but, you know, I think Russia is going to end up rigging it. And, no. Um, <laughs> you know, Russia is going to win then just because of the special clause put in the contract of it being hosted at Russia, Vladimir Putin becomes the president of FIFA in the world. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that was in the um, Sounds accurate. Yeah, that was in the uh, fine print of the contract that everybody had to sign. So I mean, hey, um, that's okay because I'll be at basic training for the Space Force. There you go. <laughs> but on the real, I would have to say I want I want Brazil to win. You do? Uh, they just knocked Brazil out Mexico. So no. Mm. No. Brazil just knocked out Mexico. No. Uh, my number one choice was Germany, but you know, they got knocked out. So I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna be rooting for Brazil this year. Are How about you? About yourself. You know, I was rooting for Mexico. I really was. Well, I guess I crushed so your dreams. You really did. I didn't know that um, that they'd been knocked out. So I think that. Um, gosh, that's so upsetting to me. Annabelle's gonna be so upset as well. Well, I think that Russia, you know, they're in second place. They're, I think that, I guess since, you know, I, since I can't go for Mexico anymore, I think that I, I don't want to cheer for Russia, but I'm always a good, like, hometown. So I, I don't, I'm not saying I want Russia to win, but I'm saying I think Russia probably will win. That's that's what I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely have a good team. Like I said, if only Germany could have made it, they would have won. But they would have been the defending world champs, and I think they could have done it. Repeat. But, you know. I think Brazil get pretty... Oh, I think Brazil get much further. Yeah, I'm um, hoping... I'm I think hoping Russia will end up winning, though. I'm hoping Brazil is going to end up winning. But, like I said, we'll see. What I would really like to see is an American men's team. But, you know, one of these days, maybe. We'll figure it out. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe for updates when new episodes drop. And follow our station on Twitter and on Facebook at The Planet 107 to see everything going on at Tarleton Radio.